All right, Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast. Now, winnings are delivered in quickly as two hours. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. So discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs joining us. Yeah, they're fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me, as always, my dear, dear pal, Dave Damashek. Shek, uh, we're usually joined by Martin Weiss. You fired him? <laughs> I fired, I banished him. I sent him to Dubai. He's in Dubai. Did you know? Did we know he was going to Dubai? He wore the masks and everything on top of his head, just as you instructed. You banished him anyway. Do you think he's still wearing the masks in Dubai? Uh, we, he he had to choose from the uh, from the cap of consequences, in, and he chose that something was going to be on his head for the duration of the last podcast. If you haven't seen it. We picked up the dirtiest, the filthiest mask in all of L.A., and he had to wear a mound of them on his head. And then he took off to Dubai. <laughs> so maybe maybe he's attending a, a, a beginner's level fantasy football class in Dubai or something like oh, that. So good. he doesn't lose again. I don't know what I it's, uh, No, I had no idea. I, I found that very strange. And it really did lay in sharp relief. My life versus his. I, he just said casually <laughs> as we wrapped up the other day. Like, yeah, I'm going to be on a plane. Like, oh, where, where are you heading? Uh, Dubai. Like, for what? What's going on? What, what, you got work in Dubai? Like, no, for pleasure. Like, you're getting on a plane. Right. On a on a, on a, on a Tuesday or whatever? Like you're, you're just flying to Dubai for fun? Dude, what, what the hell? Like, I can't imagine. That's so foreign to me. It's sort of like it's, how it's I, I marvel at, like, yeah. like, Oh, I, I, my cousin or whatever. Like, yeah, he and his college pals are going on a road trip. Like, where are you staying? Like, oh, we we rented a, a hotel room. Like, how many? Like, well, just one. Like, how many are there? There are nine of us. We're all just going to mm. crash in the one thing. Like, what the hell? That sounds so insane to me. And then I remember like, oh, yeah, I did exactly that when I was when I was 20 years of age on spring break, I guess but that sounds it. so gross to me, but like fly to Dubai. Who, don't you have wh- stuff to do here? You don't even respond. Oh no, you don't have kids and stuff. So yeah, wh- you don't. Which, have which extra points town do you think has a weirder life? Martin or Harry? They always seem to be mm. vacationing and I don't want to get into the numbers and I don't want to sound like an asshole either, but we, we do, uh, you know, we, we make our way. We, I think we make more money than you know, both of those guys. And, uh, and yet every three days, they're somewhere else. It's unbelievable. And neither one of them can beat up a six-year-old. It re- both- <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> to be the fair. thing. Maybe they're, maybe they're not focused on, uh, on that and where we are. <laughs> it is interesting. It, it, it's an interesting philosophical sort of a question. Like if you're always on vacation, are you ever on vacation? Oh, Harry, yeah. Does Harry have a proper home? Does he like, does he have... A permanent rent like where does his mail get delivered does he have like a mailbox mail. and he goes does he like go <laughs> i guess there's no such thing as mail anymore but <laughs> like he does he mail? have one of those little lock boxes that he has to go to at the local uh yeah 
you know, shipping place or something like what, what it, it, he's he's it seems to me that he's either in Hawaii or Palm Springs right. or Vegas. Like, where the hell does he live? I don't know anything yeah, about it. I think or, you're right. Or crashing on your at your place. If you don't have to pay rent, you could save all that money for vacations, I guess, is is uh is what we're learning here. For uh, but Martin, I Martin has a home. I don't know. We'll get into it more. I think your two youngest money. boys, it wouldn't be fair with uh, your eldest. He's a football mm-hmm. playing star, so he could rightly beat up Harry. Could your two <laughs> younger boys beat up Harry? Uh together. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, you you saw his <laughs> reaction. That. He's like, I'm not happy with the shape I'm in. Uh, he's, he, I think, I I think he misunderstood the question. Like, uh, can a any can can is there a six year old out there who could beat you up? And he's like, I'm not feeling it. I I think there like the way he answered. You might think like every six year old could beat him up. I don't know. We don't have to get into this for uh for another forty minutes. Although I, I do love the, it. well, um, but we should because we have nothing else in sports <laughs> no, to talk do. about. So nothing's happening. Lot. Sarah oh, okay. Tiana is on. We love Sarah. She's a big baseball fan, big Braves fan. She famously um collected Jorge Soler thirty five to one to win the MVP. That was the last bet placed on Major League Baseball, and now it might be the last bet placed ever as um. We're looking at, I, I don't know, I'm hoping by the time this post, um, this will be resolved, this lockout. But she's been uh, hilarious on Twitter, and she's a big baseball fan. And we're going to have her on yelling and screaming <clears throat> about the uh, commissioner and the owners. So that'll be fun, right? Yeah, and we'll see if she can beat up a six-year-old. Well, we're not going to actually do it. You're not going to actually no, fight she a doesn't six-year-old. Have, she doesn't have to prove it. She just has to say it. And also, uh, I'm, I'm looking now. I, I buried the lead here, but I'm watching four games right now. College basketball, I have big money on Duke. I thought they'd beat up on Syracuse here. Syracuse putting up a fight. Down only one. Uh, nope, now they're up one. All right, with, uh, a couple minutes left in the first half. Dave, Syracuse is not fighting, Sal. What? Buddy Bayheim just, it just his hand happened to hit the other guy in the belly. He's that gone. Wasn't fighting. It wasn't any of that. No, I love Jim Bayheim. Let me just reflexively like, no, he just turned into him. And well, I know. I get he's your kid, uh, Jim, but he, I don't even get he that. Months ago, I think he's his stomach. great grandson. I don't get that. He's his kid. That, that's the whatever the hell he is. No, no. no you're right. He is, he is supposed to be. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm watching four games going on. Great time uh, of the year right now. March oh, Madness. It's heaven. We oh, got it's it. heaven. Uh, conference championships coming down. We'll have semifinals tomorrow. Uh, what else do we want? Oh, NFL. Let's get to it, check. Carson Wentz traded to the Commanders, which is a hilarious sentence in itself. Um, <laughs> Washington team was 50 to 1 odds. And now with the addition of Carson Wentz, they are, you want to guess? I have a hunch. 50 to 1. Exactly 50 to 1. I knew it. it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I got to tell you, my first reaction to all this is, is like, there's a certain, I have a certain respect for major league baseball Mm -hmm. that at least I remember the old ad campaign, never let them see you sweat. Like baseball's like basketball's working so hard making, you know, Ben Simmons versus James Harden and the, and the Sixers and, and and that's going down and pucks heating up and everything else, baseball and and still pro football rules the day. Like people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. But, but more about these quarterbacks, that's it's March and football still rules. Baseball's like, I don't care. Do whatever well, you're going to do. Well, we're not. We're not even going to try. We're not going to sweat this. Yeah, it's weird. I can't fo- believe football this. Football might have sweated a little bit. They may have tried to get that Calvin Ridley story off the map a little bit. Like, <laughs> okay, be. as a result, we need every single quarterback to change teams. 
tomorrow. Okay. Can we do that? All right. We'll start with Carson Wentz. What can we get from that? So I don't know Let's if that's the case. Yeah. You, you were great on against all odds on the subject and basically represented my, uh, my point of view. So we can talk about that with Sarah since she's a Falcons fan, but right. I think Wentz, I mean, it's another domino. And of course you're, you're not paying attention. If you think this is the last domino that's going to fall here, mm-hmm. I, it's fascinating I, what's going to happen even in the next few days before free agency gets underway. One, I think Kirk cousins is going to go to the Colts. Watch that one. It makes all the sense in the world. Culture wise Ballard, really Ursay Ballard, Reich, um, it, it, it's not a coincidence huh. that they went after Carson Wentz and thought that they could fix him in the, in the right situation. And before that, Phillip rivers, Kirk cousins makes sense in that regard. And of course the Colts, it's funny how glib we are about everyone else's team. It's like, well, they, why don't they just roll with Easton for a year and see what happens. Cause the, cause the Colts are ready to roll. If they get a if they get a, a pretty good quarterback, even in the now loaded up AFC, right. they can rightly expect to be contenders. If they had a better quarterback last year, I mean, it's it is crazy how that one loss to Jacksonville basically uh, ended this guy's time in Indianapolis well, when they Watson invested so much out, in him. If Watson is out, Tannehill's the best quarterback in the AFC South for now. Like I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very competitive on the low end. You're right, and now they've had. If they do go, I mean, they'll have had five quarterbacks in five years, which is unheard of in the NFL, right? I know. So like all the praise for Ballard's a genius. Yeah. Like, yeah, lucky he found somebody to pawn off just like Les Snead did a year ago. Good thing Les Snead was able to pawn Jared Goff on. It's it, mm-hmm. it's interesting, the message that like, yeah, there's some wiggle room. Even if you make a terrible deal, you'll be able to find some taker a year. It's very kind of maybe NBA friendly in a way that, you know, like the expiring contracts and like purging mm-hmm. a big deal for one year. That kind of feels like what Washington with Wentz, I just don't know what the strategy there is unless, like I say, should we assume that that's it for Washington now? Or might they try to deal Wentz I, I have talked myself into the idea of Deshaun Watson to Washington in some weird way, Dan Snyder pressing things and saying like, this will get the stink off of us in every other regard. If we get Deshaun Watson <laughs> no, in here. I think it's too much. I think it's too much. Well, we'll see tomorrow. Honestly, he goes in front of the grand jury, I think tomorrow. Right. So we'll know. Uh, criminally, what he's going to be charged what with. Tell, do you be. know about that stuff? You're, a, you're you went to law school. I, I try to lawyer. stay away from it. I don't know, but I, I'm I think you know I don't think any trades could be made. Obviously, until we know his availability, right? But I think by tomorrow afternoon we will know. Even though the league will not have acted, you know, um, that there'll be enough buzz. Like, okay, is this six games? Is this eight games? Is this a year? Or is this nothing? I think by this time tomorrow. We'll um we'll know about. I mean, oh, yeah. there are Sean Kings out there singing songs about. Like, yeah. I, well, I know Mike Tomlin, and he's going to Pittsburgh, and Brian Flores wanted Watson in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I, I, I mean, know. a couple of things. Well, first of all, without knowing their quarterback, the Colts are plus one forty five to win the AFC South. I always need to take this back to gambling. Of course, the Titans sure. are favored at plus one hundred five. The Texans are twenty six to one. So if you're um. If you're, uh, you think Deshaun Watson's going to win his little uh, pre-trial uh, get-together there tomorrow, uh, and he's going to play for the Texans, 26-1, to 1, not terrible for the AFC South uh, winner. Texans, there you go. 
So I wonder why they didn't hire Brian Flores. I, w- I wonder if they really did. If it was like, well, he's suing the league, so we can't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna touch Brian Flores now in Houston because it does seem like that had he taken the gig there, that then it would have. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm overly simplistic. That then Watson would have been like, okay, I'll play here. I mean, right. no one else is going to really move heaven and earth to get me at this point. So it's so bizarre um, what goes on. I will say this though, with the, you know, it's funny with Wentz. First of all. I was having a conversation with brother Bry on a separate text chain. And when Russell Wilson, we'll get to that trade in a second. When he got, went to the Broncos, he's like, Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the AFC. And then three minutes later, Carson Wentz was traded to Washington. I'm like, all right, who's the worst quarterback now? Sheck, who do, who is, who is the worst quarterback in the AFC? We got him, friend. Well, he's, so here's the thing. wearing black and gold. It, at, right now, it is Mason Rudolph, right? The worst starting quarterback, assuming Watson plays for Houston. Um, but if you get Jimmy G, who the is Baker Mayfield, <laughs> the worst quarterback in the AFC? Who no. the hell is it? Nope. Jimmy G. No, it's, no, no. Not- the Jimmy so. G thing. I, I, these, they're, they're so. What's crazy is you're mm-hmm. people. Oh well, that's the last domino to fall. It's like Carson Wentz. Now I like James Winston still out there. He's gonna go somewhere. Derek Carr could very well still move. There's, there. This is so captivating. And everybody a week ago tried to pour water on the idea, like, well, I guess all this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. the combined Pete Carroll said that they weren't gonna trade him. So I guess all that noise about all the QB movement is gonna amount to nothing. And here we go. And I think it's, I, I think we're just heating up. Like I say. It makes no real sense, I don't think, um, from the Viking standpoint to to keep Cousins. At, uh, to, well, you're to adding tra- a trade in there, but if there's no trade, it's J- who are the pieces? It's Jimmy G, it's Watson, it's Winston, and maybe Brady if he decides to. I don't think he's that big a dick, but if he decides, I wonder. To yeah, so well, those are the I, four. Yeah, I don't know, but but I do. You know, Jimmy G is mm-hmm. we can assume gonna move. Maybe they try to hold on to him for another year there. I, I I don't know what you get for Jimmy G at this point. If with shoulder surgery, that's a weird. Who who's gonna be excited? I saw about? that. I saw that the GMs weren't excited about that. But then I saw something promising with with that um, next year. So his landing spots are probably the Colts if he doesn't move from the 49ers, the Colts or your Steelers, right? Am I missing somebody? Where else? Could I don't go? know. Well, no. Derek Carr is the other guy. I mean, like, I, first yeah. of all, uh, again, reject out of hand, whatever GMs and head coaches say, obviously Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels, what's he going to do? Be like, what first, first order business moving their car. I don't want to work with this guy. I don't know what, what their relationship is. If Josh McDaniels likes what Derek Carr has, you would think they would want the stability of Derek Carr, but I wouldn't be surprised if in a new regime, they're like, yeah, let's just move on. We ain't going to win the Super Bowl this year. Not with uh, those other three quarterbacks in the division. And if Derek Carr is like, I really thought we were going to get Devontae Adams now mm-hmm. that we're not going to get him. Like, I don't care. I, I can move on. I can, I can go elsewhere. If you, if you guys, if it works for the organization. So I think Derek Carr could be in play yeah. as well. So um, yeah, well, th- those are, those are some of the names, but I think also I was on with Nick Costos on, on his show, our pal, Nick Costos. Mm-hmm. And he said, is there a better bet right now than the Cowboys? Is there a sure bet? Then the Cowboys, and like you said on AAO the other day, the the Bills 
have shorter odds, but I feel less secure betting the Bills than I would the Cowboys at this point. So we're right? talking division winners. The Packers, yeah. the Packers are the strongest at minus oh, two twenty. The Packers are yes. number one. Right. The right, Bills right. are minus one eighty. The Cowboys. I was just going to get into that. Are only minus one twenty five, and it gets me. It scares me that everyone's like foregone conclusion. Oh, you kidding me? Wentz to Washington. The Giants are toying with signing Trubisky. We know what we get with Jalen Hurts. Cowboys can win this division with Cooper Rush. Even the henches of the world are like, I'm like, all right, calm down. But the Cowboys, then it surprised me that they were only minus 125. The co- commanders are plus 450. One more thing with Wentz. Is he going to be the hardest historically quarterback to pinpoint like how his his influence and how good he was? People were writing him off as a loser and he'll never win again. But let's remember, before he got hurt, it was only a few years ago. He was about to win MVP, probably, right? Then he takes a team to the Super Bowl, doesn't win the Super Bowl with them, but he's on that Super Bowl team. And I don't think any quarterback in history has been traded for more draft picks. Oh, this is like 10 draft picks now between the two trades, right? I mean, you, you yeah, can see I, what all the twos and ones they got for him. It's weird. I mean, what, what it points to, um, to me, the, the thing that rises above all else is... Um, and I, I, as I always say, I feel like I have to asterisk this, so I'm not insulting anybody. Um, but the people who do draft analysis and scoff at like, oh, the fans or they think this, but I'm a, I'm a draft guru, so I think I know what I'm talking about. It, it's such a crapshoot. Consider Sam Bradford starts as he's the last guy to get paid out those massive bucks, and like he's the la- he's the guy I always think of of playing for. 27 different teams in a, in a three-year window. And Wentz mm-hmm. has kind of become that, but Bradford was like, sure fire. Like he was a tick below Andrew Luck, but was like, Oh, Sam Bradford's got the goods. He's going to, he's going to be a great star in our league for many moons. And 2015 Jameis and Mariota are right now, both on the street. One and two 2016 right. Jared Goff is a placeholder. No one believes in Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Was, you know, like you say, was tracking for an MVP. Where'd Derek Cargo? He went somewhere right around there, 2015, I think, at the top of the second round. And he might move. It's just so so wildly unpredictable. And yet we hang our hat on like, hey, if you can get Malik Willis or you you get Kenny Pickett in that system, or I guess people aren't talking about that way about these quarterbacks, ironically. They're saying like, these guys aren't good enough. It's like. I, what, what, I, should I believe you that this guy isn't good enough when you were sure about that guy was going to be a big star? It's 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 also crazy to try and make sense of it. And that's that's why this time of the year is so much fun around pro football. Sure. We get that guy. We get we can sign that guy. Then, we're oh, we're, we're going to make a Super Bowl run here. Yeah, and, everybody and, has zero wins right now. Yes, you could talk yourself into anything. And I'm I'm talking myself into the Cowboys to win eight to minus one twenty five. By the way, if we're what, what what is Fandle's policy if we're wiped off the map with uh, in nuclear war? Like, what do, what do do we get this money back for these futures? I've not heard them um, weigh in on this. It's I, I interesting because yeah. I because people always talk about like they they get they get so nihilistic about like oh the the world will end like nah, yeah. I, you know I've seen enough movies some of us will be around like you know like I think like. 20% of us or so will still be walking the planet yeah. earth and, you know, pushing like uh, empty grocery carts filled with whatever. Uh, I mean, it's more good to think find. about, but maybe, yeah. maybe a little less blasting out the same game parlay thing and, and more about, you know, 
figuring out making what's going right. to happen. Yeah. Make uh, it, making good on what you owe me, FanDuel. Um, right, exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. But I think it's fun, too, with the Russ stuff specifically. And So let's um, talk about that. So, okay. so Rodgers gets his thing. He gets We don't know for sure, but it sounds like $50 million, four years at, at $50 million, which would put him right at, at the top. He, he wins again. He basically wins again, except I wonder in the back of his mind. I know you think the Broncos thought they were going to get him and made a push for him, but does it bother him? I, I, I wonder if anyone was even close to that. Maybe there's a piece of him that says, oh, man, no one really wanted me as much as the Packers. That's got to hurt a little bit. Again, he wins. He gets the big money. But. Do you think there was another option, a viable other option for us? For uh, First Rogers? of all, talk about hanging our hat on draft gurus. Same goes for breaking news guys oh, and yeah. like floating the rumors that they heard this. No, I, I, there was no noise about Russ Wilson to Denver. There was like, right. hey, maybe if they don't get Rodgers, maybe that, that would make sense. But nobody was like, I've been told there was no there was no buzz about that. So, mm-hmm. again, another thing to to take with a grain of salt. Um I, I, I want to know from those from the I wonder if we'll learn, did any team make any actual offer? That's what I want to know. Rogers? That's the I think one so thing crazy. I want to know that, that I would love for that to come out. I think it would shut a lot of people up, uh, you know, uh, temporarily. Then they'd go right back to their uh, bullshit about four minutes later. But Russ was traded to the Broncos. The Seahawks got a boatload of picks. This is now this division. Check. I know you'll have an answer is the AFC West the best quarterback division of all time. I did some research on those NFC East teams. The problem with the NFC East, there were great ones. There was some nice Randall Cunningham years where matched up with Aikman, you know, Um, the problem is there's five teams. So if you look at like the 1980 NFC East, you got Jaworski, Theismann, Danny White was my favorite, Phil Sims, and then Jim Hart, you know? So when it's five teams, Jim Hart was good. He was good. good. He was good, but yeah, it, it waters it down when there's five teams. Broncos with Russ, obviously Herbert on the Chargers, uh, Carr on the Raiders for now, and of course Mahomes on the Chiefs. That's tough to beat. I agree it's tough to beat. And somebody offered this one up since you mentioned 1980 to me. Mm-hmm. The AFC Central, but again, it leaves off. So I, what was it? It was... Snake Stabler with the Oilers. So he's washed up at that point, but they made, they went to the playoffs with Earl Campbell and right. everything, getting Bum Phillips and everything. And he's the worst of it. Bradshaw, Brian Seip wins the MVP that year, and Ken Anderson, who's borderline Hall of Famer. That's a pretty good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, the one I think is the best um, is the Ought 9 NFC North. You go. Brett Favre. This is his year, his big year with Minnesota. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers' debut as the starter in Green Bay. Cuddy, Jake Cutler, who, you know, is coming off of the Denver years and, mm-hmm. and is considered a high-end QB at the time. We can make punchline jokes there. And then Matt Stafford, and Matt Stafford's backup is Dante Culpepper, who, right. you know, previously been with the Vikes. So I think that's a good one. 93 AFC East. Here's a five-team Division and so five QBs required here. 1993 AFCs: Danny Marino, Jim Kelly, two Hall of Famers, Boomer Esiason, oh, yeah. Drew Bledsoe, and Jeff George. That These might are, be so. It. That might be Bledsoe it. and Jeff George are are first overall draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bledsoe obviously makes some hay enough to get to a Super Bowl, and then sends the Patriots to a second Super Bowl by taking over for Brady. 
Um, so yeah, th- those would be my, the, the 2012 NFC East RG three and his MVP. I mean, his rookie of the year, big blow up with Washington, Let's hear your it. boy, your yeah. boy, Romo, mm-hmm. Eli and Mike Vick for the Eagles. Oh, that's a good one too. And Steve. lastly, 2015 NFC South MVP, Cam Newton, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, a year away himself from a Super Bowl. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, and Jameis, the first overall pick, who That's had a, good a really one. good rookie season. So I, those yeah, I would think be we the, have to count candidate. going into last year in the NFC West also, right? Pretty good? Stafford, uh, Murray, Wilson, yeah. and uh, and Jimmy G. Going yeah, into the year. One. Yeah, going into the year. All right, so those are all good. Now, all this said, it's an upgrade, obviously, from Drew Locke. Um, I'm looking at the odds again. I don't – do you put them second – should they yes. automatically? You do. Really? Well, but, but we'll disagree about who we have at one. I think the Chiefs, oh, I mean, I like, yeah, right. I, 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 I'm not just trying to be a wise. Ass. Yeah, you are. These things point, just you are. You are. No, I'm not. I mean, how long do these things? You, you watch the Chargers almost. I watch your coach Chiefs. goes for it on fourth and nine from his 12. They're just going to get as far as they get. That's just how okay. So, so you're locking the Chiefs in once no, again. No, but I don't think Denver should be set. I think. But I was seeing like Denver, they, they, they over under wins aren't out yet, but some, some smart said it would be about nine and a half with the VIG on the over. I don't know that they win 10 games. Chiefs right now are, you can bet division winner plus one Oh five Broncos plus two thirty, Chargers plus three sixty, Raiders 10 to one pretty good 10 to one in that division. I mean, everyone could be nine and seven going into the last week. That, that's not out of the question, but, um, I'll tell I'll tell you the the a perfect comp to just last year. There yeah. were people who would advocate for Lamar Jackson's Ravens in uh in the AFC North, people like Baker Mayfield's Browns. There were some uh mm-hmm. some curmudgeonly people like me who were like, oh, don't ignore the Steelers, at least in that chase. Nobody thought the Bengals, except for sure. Cousin Sal, did float the great value. You did hammer that. And by the way, I now did? that I think about it, you didn't really celebrate that very much. And well, I mean, maybe you just completely forgot about I it. But in forgot. August. Yeah. In August a year ago, remember that? You were like, the Bengals could be all right. The Bengals, are like if Joe Burrow comes back oh. and plays well, you you did mention that did on more that, than one occasion. On yeah. <laughs> you, you really did say that. I like the Raiders, like the Raiders, please. Right. Like, I, like I, we don't know what's going to happen in free agency. There are a lot of receivers out there. If they can figure that out, it's not ridiculous to think. Um, but where the Broncos are concerned, I, I don't get the weird cynicism of that the Broncos paid too much to get a, to get a uh, iconic QB and in, in Russell Wilson, who's been through it and uh, come out clean, almost always, always a winner until last year. And you're putting them with a, a really good defense and some really nice pieces on offense that at least match up mm. at the high end days of Seattle, uh, Seattle's offense. And, you know, that I think I, Joe Mixon, notwithstanding, and you know what he did with the Bengals, it wasn't like he was a dominant force in the postseason for uh, in the Bengals run. But that said, Javante Williams is a guy who people don't really talk a lot about it. But if you watch, because I mean, how many people sat around casually and watched the Broncos intently? But Williams is 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 spectacular, along with the pass catchers. I don't know why this would fail. I mean, the the Broncos are going to be. Real, really? real, real good. The Broncos are going to be real, real, real good. And they get the, if I'm not mistaken, they get the fourth place schedule, which should matter for a little something at least, yeah, right? 
I I don't know. Well, this is weird because you and I guess it's because of what he was surrounded with and the, and surrounded with on his team and the division that was around him. Although you're not getting a break in the AFC West, but you picked against Seattle last year. You like them to not make the playoffs. Because that was because it was a bum roster. It was you can't just obscure. A QB can be good, but he can't obscure I all the I think you were a little a down on Russ, too. I think you were a little bit like uh, maybe the t- tides turn for him. I, I think he's on the downside of his career. I do, and uh, that's not saying much. I mean, he was he was terrific, but is he a top 12 quarterback, you think, right now? Yeah, I mean, without even looking. I hate when people do that, like, oh, he's one of the best in the game. I'm sure we could... We could uh, knock off a bunch of guys. You want to do it right now? I'm not, or, I'm not or should even we saying that, that it's, it, his lack of ability is going to preclude them from making it. But uh, uh, on the other side with Seattle, like you're getting a ton of picks. You already brought up Carr. You brought up like uh, Kirk Cousins. They could trade. They could solve their problem, a little bit of their problem this this year if they wanted. Even if they didn't want to waste that bounty of draft picks on Malik Willis or Pickett or whatever, you could probably trade for a Kirk and I don't know if the money works out, but the Kirk cousins of their cars of the world, I think they'd be okay. Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, but all right, go ahead. Let's, let's do the, I, I just think, yeah. well, first of all, I think that if you're Seattle, yeah. um, I mean, our friend funny. tall John, a big Seahawks fan got mad at right. me when I suggested Jameis Winston, like put him in there. You'll be, I don't want to say as good as last year. Cause they weren't good last year, but I don't know what San Francisco is going to have as a quarterback. Uh, we don't know where Kyler Murray, how good he is or how much he even wants to play the game at this point. Um, and Stafford's a Super Bowl champ, but I don't know. If you're, don't a, bu- if you're a bum team, yeah. if you're a bum team that is hopeless and has been so for a protracted stretch, sign I get James tanking. Winston. Oh. I get tanking. I, I, I sign off on tanking in any sport in a short window. The Sixers were ridiculous. The process was an absurdity. I said that in the early stages of it, it would never be worth it unless they won like three or four titles, which Mm -hmm. obviously they didn't. Um, I I cheer for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They tanked to get Lemieux. I'm, I'm happy with the results there. So I won't say I do think tanking in the 21st century in pro football though is really weird. Look at the results of it. Where has it been a banner success to just lay out this idea that like that everybody's decided they've listened to the, to, to the draft gurus who've decided that this class ain't good. So what you got, what you want to do is you want to line up so you can get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. First of all, a year ago, the guys that you wanted to get were Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, and right. uh, Keaton Slovis were like, they, those were the guys that you mm-hmm. wanted to get. Nobody mentioned Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. Those were not names that were being floated around a year ago. So this thing of like what Seattle's doing is smart. You see, they're setting themselves up for that. Like, okay, as long as they roll with Drew Locke, I guess, or maybe they like Malik Willis and they want to do something like that. I guess it makes sense. But you, 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 with, First of all, to try to tank out, and it's also weird in the NFC this year because it's really the Packers and the Cowboys, and unless Tom Brady goes back to the Niners, it's I guess we'll see if Trey Lance works out. Really, who's going to be a contender in that whole conference? So this is a bad year. Yeah, I don't even know if tanking exists. I mean, let's look at last year. Oh, it does. You saw the Dolphins do it. I don't know. But then, yeah, you know, if you, if you try to bet on it and the Jaguars gave up 50 to the Patriots and then come out and beat up on the Colts, like I know they don't need a they don't need a quarterback per se, but they didn't tank. The Lions could have lost to that Pat that Packers team. 
they didn't tank at the end, you know, when Rodgers played half the game. It is tough to pinpoint who's I guess the tanking. Browns tr- tried to tank. Yeah, the Browns definitely tried to tank, and they got the first overall pick. Right. Congratulations. You got Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 uh, there, uh, I think that you could definitely – I, I, it's what I always talk. See what what we're talking about, Sal, is QB saturation. All right, so see, let's go the twelve that see, I think are do better. You see than, QB saturation. Yeah. That Jameis Winston is available, and uh, and sure. you could go and sign him, and you know he'd be fine for you. That's QB saturation, friend. That's what I've been talking right, so, about forever. Uh, so there you go. So you should be able to admit that there are ten or twelve quarterbacks better than uh, right. Russell Wilson. Who I got to write them down. Right, I'll well, let, let's them. sports genius it right now. I'll I'll, I'll go Patrick Mahomes. You go right. I will go Justin Herbert. Nope. So you're wrong. So you're already right. No, you're right. Uh, Josh Allen. Okay. That's three that we've now mm-hmm. successfully agreed are better players than Russell Wilson right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'd like, I, if you say Kyler Murray, that could be the cutoff. Well, you don't have to go. Uh, there's still t- several gimmies. So, I, I mean, I think, I, I not, think we have to be. I'm not, not going to say not Lamar next, Jackson. It's not the next five years. I think we have to say this year if you could have him on your roster instead of Russell Wilson. Let, I'm let not going to say Lamar Jackson. Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay. Okay. Easy. Um, uh, I will say. I will say. Uh, I don't want to waste the 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 fifty fifty guys right now, but I'm going to say Dak Prescott. I mean, all right, debatable, but okay. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm not going to put up a fight, but I could see making a case for Russ over it. Well, what what does he bring to the table over? Well, go ahead. All right. I mean, the numbers and everything. Talking about the black Kirk Cousins, man. Uh, (laughs) Be cool. Show him some respect. I might even say the white Kirk Cousins. Uh, He might be my next pick, but go ahead. Oh, my God. See, now that would be silly. If that's that's who I'm dealing with, I'm not dealing with an honest broker here. So we're at five now. Um, okay. There's a big one Next, that we're missing. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Okay. Okay. Obviously. Yes. Aaron Rodgers six. Um, I would say, I mean, you want to say Lamar Jackson. I would rather, I'd much rather have Lamar Jackson than Russell. You'd much before. rather have yeah. Lamar Jackson yes. for the next five years. No, no, this year, this year. Oh, you said, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got you because back. five years, you can five years. I might say, uh, I might say Sam Darnold. I'm, I'm not Darnold. I'm, no, I might say, I might say Wilson. This Jets. thing is, it's yeah. cra- Russell Wilson is 33 years old. I mean, yeah. he's, not, he's, not, he's not decrepit, for goodness well, sakes. He then, doesn't run as much anymore, but so, that's all right. It. So that's what I mean. What are you getting anymore? Like, I would say Stafford. I would say, um, I, okay, Stafford's fine. So that's, yeah. that's we're, we're like six, seven. He's in the top 10. Right. Go ahead. I mean, like, even if you, th- even if, even, okay, so fine. Lamar Jackson won an MVP. A couple of years ago, so so let's. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to fight Deshaun, you too hard Deshaun on that. Watson in there. I'm definitely putting. I think he'll play this year. So I put Deshaun Do Watson. You? Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's see. Did I fall I short? I think my point is. I think my point is. Well, uh, my point is, is true it, too. I think everyone's making a the a much bigger deal out of a top nine or ten or eleven quarterback than they than they should. That's my. I point. think. I think that we've seen and uh, you know it it's not a knock on russ that uh-huh. his most competitive the team most competitive teams he were on was on was when he was on his rookie deal this is you know pretty routine stuff that that would be the case but that was a relevant team 
they were slowly, you could see, that's what I was pointing at was it was a gentle decline over three or four years with Seattle and Carroll mm. and the diminishment of the offensive line and those high, you know, the, the legion of, of boom and all that started to fade away and leave, leave town and all of that. And you could feel that coming. And it's like, at some point, this has to catch up with the Seahawks in a, in a really good division. That was my, my logic. There'd be 33. And I get he's now in a loaded division again, but look at that team. He's on, look at the roster. He's on. I think there's eight quarterbacks better. And I think there's four or five on par. We didn't say Derek Carr, but really what's the difference? If Russ isn't going to run and he's not running anymore. um, What, what is the difference between those two at that point? Okay. Well, but, but you know, but a, and, you could say Kirk, there's just a bunch. I think that are very, here's very what also cool. is true. Here's what also is true. When we talk about the AFC West, mm-hmm. as you watch your basketball, uh, play, I'm, I'm going to lose no, a lot of money. With I Duke. take no How offense. Is losing by five in the second half. Here? This is stupid. The They're doing team. it for buddy. Oh, for God's They're sake. They're winning one for the buddy. Yeah. Um, listen, I, what, what I said last year is still true. It was true last year and it's truer and mm-hmm. it's going to be truer in 2022 is Patrick Mahomes has already been on his best roster. He's already been on his best roster. That's going to keep happening. I, they're, they're, you know, he is going to have to carry more of the load mm-hmm. the deeper we get into this contract that he's on. And Travis Kelsey is a year older now. And, you know, I, I they still don't really have a running game. And Jeff Schwartz will tell you that's because they choose not to run the ball. Right. Um, but they're going to, it looks like lose the honey badger. I don't, I, you know, I think the division, I, if I had the, I I wouldn't feel bad about putting a a, a decent chunk of loot on the Denver Broncos to at least get second or better, get to the playoffs. I I love what they did. I honestly, they, they took the spotlight away from Aaron Rodgers. He got to do a lap for about 40 minutes and then they dropped the bomb. There you go. Uh, Broncos get Russ. That was great. Took all the air out of the Aaron Rodgers announcement. Uh, I'll root for them in the AFC, but I'm also, you know, all right. See how everyone that say, Oh my God, the Seahawks got robbed. Oh boy. Did they like, all right. Sign Jameis Winston this year. He'll compete in the uh, NFC West. That's what well, unless if, if they want Malik Willis, they would have the ability to or do, do that. that. You got a ton of pl- uh, draft. You could do sure. that yeah. or, or wait till next or, year. Yeah. Or are they setting themselves up right. as, uh, as, ha- as hench floats, which is perfectly reasonable that maybe this is all like if they, if they For really Bryce. do, yeah. right. If they, if they move Lockett mm-hmm. and who knows if you're doing that, then, you know, get rid of Metcalf too, I guess. But um, at some point, like, yeah, you could really bottom out. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be hard to bottom out in that division and stink it up. But I, I, I just think it's questionable behavior, especially in a conference that like has few contempt, but are the Seahawks able to mount enough to make a child? I, James, why even do that? Well, and if you have Malik Willis, let him sit at the knee of Drew Locke. And all you know, right, uh, and that's also you know you know you say Malik Willis. There's like there's an ass kicking six year old out there who's going to get drafted. We're not we're not even paying attention. That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, uh, Spaghetti. I'm sorry. We should have given you the floor because it looks like the Giants are going to go strong after Mitch Trubisky. The hell. <laughs> I don't think they are going to no. be able to sign him just due to the money reasons. I think other teams are going to throw bigger money at a, a backup quarterback for, I don't know what Mr. Biscay did last year to like mm. all of a sudden now command this money. But for, I mean, I guess where the giants are coming from is that Jones is mobile and mm-hmm. he could get hurt. So you want to have a better backup than Mike Glennon. But, uh, and I understand that coming from, if you want to develop your, 
young receivers and stuff. I understand that, but I mean, I, I cannot be more against signing Mitch Trubisky. Not only against him, but just wasting your your very small cap space for a backup quarterback when you have, you know, O line holes to fill, potentially edge rushing holes to fill, cornerback holes to fill. Eventually, I I, I just don't understand it. There you go. Well, why not? Uh, by the way, yeah, we forgot to mention Danny Dimes ahead of Russ Wilson too, right? Oh no, we did. No, we did. <laughs> We but I do forget. like that. Are you bummed about that spaghetti? As a matter of fact, that we, we were crunched. We were trying to squeeze in uh, the world of sports uh, and me and Hench tend to um, blow hard for too long. Um, so uh, that sounds weird out of context, mm. but anyhow, uh, spaghetti, um, were you surprised and or disappointed that what we didn't hear what the giants offered up. I, uh, what I don't buy is the job. The only team Russ ever wanted to go to was the Broncos. That's oh, I think silly. we did here. Didn't we put it on a text? We did say that. We, we, oh, oh, we did. We know what they offered. That was the only team we know who offered for Russ. No, right? that, that's a fake account. Oh, it's fake. Yeah. The giants, the giants were never in the Russell Wilson. Thing. Yeah, I know but it's still, when the it's day funny. floated. It's I don't, fun to look. Yeah. I don't, he was, he just cost too much money. It was never, an, it was never an option. Uh, no. I think really what this this team is doing is Dale Jones has one more year to see. I don't think they're going to draft the quarterback. And if he is either hurt or stinks this year, then next year it's, you're going to move on to a better, a much better quarterback class. And All this right. new regime will, will have the Russ is never an option. I, I never Isn't that what Trubisky gives you? Isn't that what Trubisky gives you? Is like dimes. All right. It didn't work. He's gone. Now we have Trubisky for 23. No. I think it's a terrible, I think it's a miserable idea because you're wasting, he's going to command how <laughs> well, many millions of dollars excuse a year. Me. I don't know. But, but, you I'm could, just... you, but pump that money into, you know, they just released uh, this, like, you know, a bunch of guards today were released, like put that money into offensive line. So when you could be a contender the following year, so giving money to Mr. Biscay, who's the same exact <laughs> player as Daniel Jones makes no sense. You think a bunch of guards were released. You think we're talking deep into the Ukraine, uh, Russia war, but no, we're talking football <laughs> in, uh, in the first week of March. Um, yeah, I, I'm laughing here, but I know uh, that uh, I'm staring at minus 125 for the Cowboys to win the division. And uh, I know I just could feel like Carson Wentz and the commanders are going to beat up on us twice. And that'll be that. But, well, uh, it is like, yeah. again, see, we we move on because it like it gets embarrassing if you if if you uh, what's it called? Spaghetti when you stand. Yeah, it's weird to me. Like you stand hard for something like a lot of people stand hard for the commies, the now commies one year ago, people were like, Oh, mm. look out for that team. That defense is going to be a misery to deal with for the next decade. And then it just vanished. And so did everybody's right. support of that team. But I don't know. Like I, I, I sincerely can talk myself into Deshaun Watson to the commies. It makes a lot of sense. You deal that contract. Like you just take that contract. You send that to Houston. Why Houston would want. I could see Wentz, Colts I don't know, more than Colts more than Washington bubble. But, but they don't have, a, they don't have a first round, but they don't have anything. So yeah. I don't know. All right. We'll see. We've got a lot. Listen, uh, and don't, don't, what about waiting. the Eagles? What about the Eagles? What about what? Nah, they, like, screw them. They're uh, They shouldn't what if they play. get a quarterback. Uh, we have Sarah Tiana. Well, let's take a quick break so I can scream at the TV because Duke continues to uh, be on the short side of this game against Syracuse. I don't get. I'm going to lose a lot of money, and it's not even 10:30 in the morning here. But we'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk to Sarah Tiana. All right, let's bring her in, Shaq. You know, if the owners and the players' union were locked in a room with our next guest, she would have this lockout solved in about an hour or one seventh the length of the average major league game each, each and every day. 
She hosts the Comedy Central roast of Rob Manfred on Twitter. One of our favorites, Sarah Tiana, is here. What's happening, Sarah? Oh, man. Good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> Any chance to uh, talk shit about Rob Manfred, I'm in. Well, listen, I mean, I, I want to know how you're feeling because I'm a big baseball fan. Sheck obviously wants to see the boys of summer return to the <laughs> diamond. But you have taken this extra personally. Why? Why? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, I think because, you know, the last major strike, everybody threw the players under the bus uh, and and um, they were constantly blamed. And the players are, are always blamed for mm -hmm. being these like spoiled millionaires because they're the ones that are asking for more money. They're the ones, you know, it's not the owners that are like, can we pay you more? But, but you know, like they're yeah. demanding more uh, from their union, which is completely plausible and normal as the game progresses, as, as the game makes more money, as the owners make more money, everybody else should make more money. That's the way companies work. You, you give your players and your, 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 your employees a raise. Um, and I think after the last strike, you know, um, in 94, it, it, it was just like a, it, it really, especially for like someone like, uh, Tom Glam Glavin who played for the Braves at the time, like he really took a hit, uh, and, and I just didn't want to see that happen again. And luckily it's not happening because of Twitter. Like the players are all on Twitter and they've all, you know, shadowed out their faces and they're like at least coming to their own defense now publicly, as opposed to like, they weren't even able to in 94. So I think this is like, it's been really great to watch and see and be invested in. Yeah. Tom Glavin took a hit when he was forced to finish <laughs> his career with the, my Mets, but uh, that's a, that's a different, I don't think that was at the negotiating table, but you put it very <laughs> simply. You said, Hey, um, we need to root for millionaires over billionaires. And I think if you extract yeah. that, it's like uh, concessionaires, like ushers, parking lot employees. Those people are not even in the, they're, they're what would you say? Hundred heirs? Like they don't make anything yeah. except this is their job for the summer. Like, I don't know. That hasn't been brought yeah. up enough. I don't think at least. Definitely not. I think it's a trickle down effect. Also, the players are fighting for minor league players rights. Mm -hmm. and, and trying to get them more incentives and uh, which I think is always admirable. I mean, minor league players make $900 a week and, you know, people are constantly yelling, you know, like I would play this game for $30,000 a year. It's like, no, you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And if you would, you're not good enough to play. Like right. you spent your whole life uh, trying to come up and play this game and you can't even get into the league most of the time until you're 24. Then you don't even reach free agency until 30. It's, it's completely, uh, bonkers the way major league baseball's free agency system works. In my opinion, I can't believe it's not a bigger issue, but I think, um, the restructuring of the deals and the fact that now, like you can come up like every year you can, uh, reach your negotiations, like that will really help, but mm -hmm. it's just so unfair. I mean, the NBA is three and the NFL is four for the, for major league baseball to be six. It just shows you how far behind other leagues they are. Do you think though, what, what is the reason for you say, uh, fans say I would do it for free. I, I that's, they're playing a the game. Why do you think people side with billionaires over millionaires? Well, because the billionaires don't have a face and the fans are people that they know. I mean, the players are people that they know. They, you know, there's a face to these players. Mm -hmm. They see them pulling up in their Porsches or whatever it is. Uh, they don't see billionaires arriving in a jet. So, you know, it, it, it's different. And also I think you know, people on Twitter and online constantly call this a child's game. Like they're all fighting over a child's game. And it's like, I could put you up against the worst 
pitcher in Major League Baseball, have him throw you 100 pitches and you would strike out 101 times. Like this is not a child's game. They make it look easy because they are so good at it. It's like stand up comedy, you know, like when you're good at something, everyone thinks they can, you make it look easy. So everybody thinks they can do it. It's the same reason comedies aren't nominated for Oscars. Because when you're really good at comedy, it looks easy. Drama looks hard. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you're saying because of the visibility and people recognize baseball players, they are the villains uh, or more yeah. villainized than they should be. So you do you think they should wear masks? Maybe it would help them to wear masks. <laughs> Not the Dr. Yeah. Fauci mask, but like the scream mask. I don't have have fun with it. Yeah. Maybe that brings younger fans into it, too. Could sure, maybe be all just, doing something. They're here, all yeah. catchers, all time catchers. That's right. Everyone's <laughs> maybe you're right. If they all dress like Avengers, Sal, yeah. that would really bring in the young fans. Like I'm, you're not rooting for, you, you know, you're not for uh, uh, whoever your third baseman. It, 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 it's Iron Man right. at the hot corner. Yeah. That's interesting. They're okay. literally the Batman. I mean, they are the Batman too, actually. But yeah. The are Batman. we going to let, are we going to, so, so Sarah's humble brag about stand up comedy being, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. we're going to let right. that go. Okay, I've, that's look, fine. She, okay. she's she's ha she has enough on her plate. It's tough. It's tough with this baseball. I didn't say I was that good, but it made <laughs> oh, okay. it look effortless. I just said when you are. I didn't say me. Well, you know, Shaq, you know, you go. Uh, I want to have it out with you here a little bit because we talk about the Steelers and the pride and the franchise and whatever they do right by the minority hires. Great, I, I, obviously that's the case, and they never bow down. They they have a whole different system. What about the Pirates ownership? They're uh, one of a handful of owners who are really, really making this uh, worse than it needs to be, primarily because they don't care about winning. Defend your team, Shaq. Yeah, I'm not going to defend that. Yes, I, I am a fan of the P Pittsburgh Pirates brand, which is why I can't stand the the Nuttings, who, who I mean, just... Uh, you know, empirically aren't trying. I mean, there there is no justification other than the, than they're trying to make money. I think, as far as what Sarah said about rooting for the players is right, or rooting for the owners is because we don't they're they're kind of faceless to us. Hmm. I also think that what what fans don't want is disruption to what we know. And so when the play, when there's a sense of like, they should be out there and I'm being deprived of that. I think we tend to side with the brand, which is, which the owners have on their side of things. The players can be fluid. They can, you can move on and go. That's why contract negotiations If a guy holds out too long. It's like, get rid of this unappreciative jerk and move on. He gets to wear our cap. That's the leverage that owners and the team brand has over individual players. Always. I think that that, that, but I'm not going to de defend the Pittsburgh Pirates, please. There should be a, a, there should be a floor, uh, yes. a, a cap floor, and, and that's that. I mean, there's, uh, there's yeah, I'm, there's I, no I, reason that Garrett Cole should be making more in one year than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates team. Because, right. like, I think last year your your um, payroll was 40 million, so it's like that's <laughs> that's really like damning. You know what I mean? And, yes. and like. I and agree. then these, these owners cry poverty, but like literally no owner has ever lost money on a team. Like no one has ever sold mm -hmm. the team and like got less than what they paid for. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Manfred's job is to make owners money and that's what he's been doing. Um, so we'll just see, we'll see how it all shakes out, but I'm, I'm never on the side of a billionaire. Well, I want to say this, yeah. Sal, quickly, if sure. I can, Leah, you, you, you tried to go at me. I'm, I'm on your side with this. <laughs> I, I want to shout out Sarah here mm -hmm. and say how noble it is that she wants baseball to return, despite the fact that her favorite team is the reigning champion. 
the longer this goes on, the longer your reign. I'm kind of with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I feel you. like this is great. This, this is great for you. If baseball gets canceled forever, then, you know, the Atlanta Braves stay on top forever, right? Yeah, that's right. It's like, it's one more year that we can say we have the trophy. It's one more year that we can say we have Freddie Freeman. So I'm fine with it. Well, what, what about this? What about on a personal level? You know, obviously you're a Braves fan. Last time you came on, you celebrated the championship. Uh, you also, I gave you a free bet, Jorge Soler. Okay. You picked Jorge Soler to win the MVP. No one else is like, oh, we were laughing about it off air. I think it was like 35 to one. It's like, oh, this is not, I don't even know. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at this. He's leading off. Oh, interesting. He had like four good games. Uh I think you should lean on that. That's another reason you shouldn't want baseball to come back. People see you in the street. There's Sarah Tiano, very funny, established comedian, placed second in the first roast battle. You know what else she did? She cashed She cashed the very last baseball bet of all time. Really? There wasn't another? Nope. Jorge Soler, 35 to 1. All her. No one else in the world had it. Officially the last successful wager in MLB history. Have you thought this through? Hmm. I've not thought that through. I've definitely made a lot of other bets uh, after that. But not, not on, on the, baseball. not on baseball, right? Not on baseball. No, 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 no. I had a lot of the same parlays that Calvin Ridley did. So, I, like, I'm <laughs> okay. out. I'm out another fifteen hundred bucks, which is what I All think right. I won with I you. You did I, bet on the yeah. dogs too, right? I mean, we we did talk about that. Is that wrapped up at the end of uh, October, the World Series? We said now's the time to get in on UGA. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, I never bet on my own team normally, but like, because Sal was placing the bet, it didn't feel like it was right. anti Calvin Ridley. In other words, I know, I know. I mean, it's quite the year because of the Bulldogs and then Matthew Stafford winning the Super Bowl is like, you know, Mike, Mike yeah, right. said you've reached Saratian and Matthew Stafford since 2009 when he got drafted. So kind of uh, feels like a good year. Quickly with the Ridley thing, um, I think yeah. I've been following your thoughts and I think they're in line with ours, but go, go ahead. I don't want to put words in your mouth. What do, what do you think about this? No, I mean, I think it's dumb what he did, but I also think it's like a really outlandish penalty. Um, and But there is like so much gray area when it comes to gambling. And Way like, too much. He yeah. didn't bet on his team. You know, it's just like, but I, I, I get really upset if people say that he was like intentionally throwing games, you know, like this is a guy that can't pass his phone to his friend and be like, Hey, bet, you know, or use his phone, his friend's phone to bet on games so that it's not his name on the profile. This that guy, was dumb. You he, went after someone. I don't have to name him, but I'm glad you did. And he since took yeah. that video down and it was like uh -huh. a compilation of you know, what every wide receiver does. He catches a ball for a first down, but then tries to get more. So runs, mm -hmm. ends up getting nine yards or whatever. Like, Whoa, what's going on here? And to me, that's exactly the problem. Imagine this is going to be, this would be every single week, uh, yes. multiple times uh, on a Sunday people putting mm -hmm. together clips and saying, well, let's check his, um, let's check his FanDuel account. Let's see who we bet today. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think players should be able to gamble during, you know, when they're playing in the league, when they're an employee of the league, you're not mm -hmm. allowed to do it. I mean, my friends at work at NFL network can't do it either. You know, it's, it's like, it's not just like the, the athletes, it's, it's everyone associated with the company. Um, so <laughs> well, I don't think, well, that one made me laugh out loud that, uh, <laughs> who you included supposedly. on that. Everybody's on that line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, just don't be dumb about it. So he's not, a, he's not smart enough to like, 
use someone else's phone. He's not diabolical enough to do it on camera is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. The people who have ascended to Mount Pius on this, and I completely get the spirit behind it. Obviously, I don't think there's anyone who thinks gambling is worse than than uh, violent felonies and people who are trying to make that case. Like, That's what the league cares about. Yeah, it's it, it, it's not, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the U.S. Congress that's being put together. It's a professional sports league. Obviously, you ruin the mm-hmm. league if if. There is uh, the Calvin Ridley. They, I, I listened to uh, against all odds, Sal talking about it, and that's exactly right. That the whole thing falls apart. It's it's mm-hmm. studio wrestling. If if yeah. there's any yeah. question about that, the problem is the Stephen Ross part. That yeah. th- my my issue is with is like okay, we, what are we gonna do about about that thing? Like sure. there really is no noise. They can't do anything because if they do something, then he talks. He talks. You know what I mean? He's 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 on this revenge tour. If they go, if they try to take him out, same with Snyder. So it's like, you know, what are you going to do? You, mm-hmm. you're, do you really uh, think you know, that? Yeah. Because I mean, I know that's everybody says that and it sounds cynical and conspiratorial and everything else. But I kind of think that's true. Yeah, I think he blows up the whole game. I, I think he blows up the the rest of the integrity. He talks about everyone else who's done it and he throws everybody under the bus. The owners thing is, is a whole different th- ball game. It really is, uh-huh. right? These guys really are is. virtually untouchable, and we talked about it mm-hmm. with baseball too. It's like they they're they're on a di- to say they're on a different playing field, but they they, <laughs> they really are. I mean, Jerry Jones is like, oh, really? He's the father of this kid? Like, okay, let's throw him a party because that's not a yeah. jailable offense. Um, and these guys <laughs> are all scumbags, and I'm not saying he's not, yeah. but for God's sakes, yeah, uh, yes, of course. How many emails were they? And, and they picked only Gruden out. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, our, sure. the sport could be gone. Um, well, along mm-hmm. those lines, do you want Matt Ryan to return? Uh, <laughs> or would you rather football go on strike? Oh, <laughs> um, honestly, I'd love for, to like, I love him and I, I'm absolutely fine if he stays, but he is such a huge part of our salary cap. And I think, trading him to someone like the Colts who are now in an, in a, a, a team that's ready to win. Uh, they're just missing one key element, which I think he is. And they don't need a mobile quarterback because they have Jonathan Taylor. So it's right. like you have, you have all of these uh, it, it, I'd like to see him be in a Matt Stafford situation is what I'm trying to say. He goes to the Colts. He wins them a championship. He finally gets a ring. He doesn't owe me anything. He took us to the Super Bowl. I don't think what happened in that Super Bowl was his fault. No, I don't think so either. But I would say this is, I, I don't know, everyone's like that in check and you're more in tune with the quarterbacks coming up and everything. But the Falcons are definitely in a nice spot if they like one of those first two or three uh, guys this year. Or, of course, they could could wait. Sure. But, yeah. I mean, I think we definitely need, like, if we could get Malik Willis, I'd be like, take, like, let's go. Right. You know? But I do like the way Fontenot drafts. Like, he, he always just takes the best player available, which I think mm-hmm. is, like, what we have not been doing. Mm-hmm. when we've had great draft picks and that's why we got Kyle Pitts. So I'm interested to see who is the best available this year based on, you know, instead of drafting based on need, like draft based on like who's the best available that you can end up trading down the line if you need to, to get like a more, a, a player that has a better reputation of, of playing, you know, yeah. attested. You want play. guys who bet on themselves and yeah. bet on their team too. Oh no. Okay. No, maybe not. Yeah. It is interesting with that entire division with, with Matt Ryan or otherwise, yeah. you know, like we've now decided as though there are not going to be any more quarterbacks moving around. Um, 
by the way, I think Kirk Cousins goes to Indianapolis. That's I've already decided that. Uh, oh, you think Sarah. Black Kirk Cousins stays in that. Dallas? I love that. That's the greatest. I, it's the best. White Kirk Cousins <laughs> to the Colts. Black oh, you think? Kirk Cousins oh. is Stays. the is the odds-on favorite if Aaron Rodgers um isn't the favorite out of the NFC. But but if you think about it in the NFC South, there who who's who's good nope. right now? Like right. Nobody, nobody nobody stands out, you know. Tom Brady retired, if yeah. people haven't heard, and uh-huh. the Saints are in a complete shakeup. This Deshaun Watson stuff. I, I do also I'm curious what you think about the idea of teams going out to get him. I, I think it's crazy. So I, I think it's bizarre that Deshaun Watson, it's one thing for him to move. And I, you know, I always kind of scoff at that when people say, um, oh, Mike Vick, no one will ever touch him again. Like <laughs> if he's still good, there will be somebody who who will go yeah. get him. The Deshaun Watson stuff is weird though, because for all we know, he's going to get on top of whatever else happens. He's going to get suspended for a year. So how much can you give up for a guy? You have no idea how, how much runway he's going to even get in the upcoming season. But if Carolina gets Watson, then, then obviously they would be a decisive favorite. But I think if you keep Matt Ryan, like I could see moving on from Matt Ryan, except for the fact that who else is going to win the division. If Matt Ryan's your QB, you have a decent chance of, of winning it this year. You know, I mean, we're a couple bounces away last year from like making the playoffs in our shitty division. So it's not like we don't have elements in place. Um, I'd just be interested to see. We just don't have any money to pay anybody because Matt Ryan's contract is so high. I mean, it's one of the best contracts. And he's the second highest paid player after Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers deal is what it says it was. Right. So. I mean, I think it's like, it'd be great to be able to unload that and see him have success somewhere else just so we could get, a, you know, start really building um, a, a better team. But if they purged him, if, mm-hmm. if, if Matt Ryan moved on to Indianapolis or otherwise, if they could unload that contract, it would be fun because the entire NFC South could be decided by who can sign Jameis Winston. <laughs> sure. If you think about it, that, that really is what it could come down yeah. to. Any of those four teams vying for the 2015 first overall pick, whoever lands them wins the division. Well, maybe he could be all time <laughs> quarterback for the NFC South. He oh, just jumps, jumps from yeah. team to team. Yeah. All right. Well, Sarah, this is true. By the way, I really, really think by the time this podcast posts, I mean, they already made concessions mm-hmm. on the international. Um, yeah. The international yeah, draft. Uh, right. International draft. I think, I think this will be solved for no other reason than they've canceled games up to the next day. They cancel now would be <laughs> April 15th, Jackie Robinson day and, and shame on them if they do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, this is a whole different ball game if, uh, if it gets that far, but who knows it's baseball. So maybe they, uh, maybe they do. Um, yeah, they don't negotiate in good faith. So you never know. I have out. a we question so for the last week. Yes. I have a, one more question for the both of you. Yeah. Baseball was saved. You referenced 94 and it it wasn't a small matter with Cal Ripken's streak. Like that's Mm -hmm. legitimately before the Sosa and Maguire's home run chase, the the Ripken thing was precious and everybody swooned and it was great. And we got back into America's pastime. What event reasonably do you see on the horizon when they get back to playing? That's going to make everybody forget this latest mess. Is there one that you, that you, that you see happening that makes baseball relevant again, or people will be like, ah, the hell with it already. I can't, I I don't want to put up with it anymore. I haven't even looked at the milestones. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was, no, I was just going to say like, we were so close to a home run chase last year with Guerrero and Tatis 
and mm-hmm. Acuna. And then Tatis and Acuna both got hurt and Guerrero kind of dropped off. So I think there's a potential for another big, like, you know, Sosa McGuire streak to start happening. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we could see if uh, Solaire can launch one to the moon again, but <laughs> other than that, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think uh, we just root for Saratiana's gambling streak to continue. That's it. That's that's really the milestone for baseball. They play that Yeah, up. we'll see. One Maybe more. there'll be some blunders with the big bases. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, they're, they're really focusing on all the right things, right? I know. The they big care bases. about all the right things. That's right. Instead of the players taking steroids, they're putting the bases on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. We, we just all go back to steroids. Like, yeah, that's it. Just like we're, we just announced, like, guess what? 2022 baseball now with steroids again yeah. and beer and beer. You have to play drunk <laughs> and like jacked that. up. I, uh, I want to ask you, this has nothing to do with anything, but you have a, a two-year-old son, right? Cage, mm-hmm. that's these two. Yes. Um, so, okay. So you're familiar with what kids look like at certain ages. And we've been discussing this on our various podcasts and it stemmed from the 40 time, a 340 pounder can now beat us all in a race. Um, we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jordan Davis. Yes, exactly. Jordan Davis from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, your guy. Yeah, that's right. So, um, uh, and then it made us think, okay, can a 400 pounder beat us? Can a 500 pounder beat us in a race? Can a six year old beat us in a fight? And that's where we got stuck on. <laughs> can any six year old beat you in a fight? Any six, I mean, probably I'm not very good at fighting and I would uh, just be laugh. I laugh, I laugh a lot. Um, when, <laughs> when, there's any kind of aggression around that's how I handle it. So <laughs> and you don't think that would yeah. be good to combat uh, the toughest six. I don't think, how do I hit a six year old back? Uh, I understand if they're hitting me, but I'm just like, you know, there's like a part of you that. that's yeah. like, I can't, I can't hit back. <laughs> Right, but maybe if they're taking out your kneecaps, it's a different story. I don't know. Shall if he's I, about yeah. to deliver the death blow, you might summon enough <laughs> dignity to kick him in the head to keep him away from you, right? You know, yeah. like I, I do love. That's funny. When have you? I, that's always been people marvel uh, at having talked to me for ninety seconds. I'm sure you joined the club. Like you've never had the crap kicked out of you, Dave. Like how is it possible you've never gotten in into fisticuffs? You're such a uh, an obnoxious ass. And you Nobody's haven't met ever... up with the right six-year-old, I think. I guess <laughs> uh, I, my, 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 uh, what I tell everybody is it's true, is I, when people start getting that, like, you want to go? You want to go? You want to go? Huh? Huh? What do you got to say? I, I can't help but start laugh. I, I laugh, really. <laughs> I was like, what a ridiculous <laughs> ass you are. When have you ever been in that? <laughs> yeah. People want to fight you? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. It might be a different story with a six-year-old. That's a good defense, though. I guess just laughing in their face. <laughs> Sarah, what do you have to plug? You're you're uh, you're all over the place. I'm always all over the place. Uh, yeah, I have a show in Aspen in a couple of weeks. If you're an Aspen local, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have a lot of Aspen locals listening to oh, this. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I produce a podcast with Rick Ingram, who's the greatest crowd work comic of all time, where we interview strangers from the internet. So I love it. It's called Rick Ingram Talks to Strangers, and it's anywhere you can find podcasts. There you go. She's hosting podcasts. She's doing stand-up. <laughs> she's beating up six-year-olds, and she's praying to, uh-huh. to God that they they figure out this um, lockout. And I, I, I yeah. think it's gone today. 
I'm going to predict today. Me too. Yeah, good things happen when you come on this podcast. So, and, and as she <laughs> said, and as she said herself, she is the best working stand-up comic. No, yes, I heard, I, that too. That. I heard that too. I heard that too. Should see it. If you rewind 11 or 12 minutes ago, you'll hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs baseball? You know. <laughs> exactly. All right, Sarah. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> see. You. All right. There you go, Shaq. The last awesome stuff. Baseball wager winner, right? <laughs> That's I, I wouldn't root for it to come back. If the game As never, never came right. back, yeah, if it never came back, that would be a, a pretty good claim to fame, right? I, mean, I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm trying to think of some sort of uh, civilization, like what? Yeah, uh, you know, Vesuvius blew up, and and what town did it wreck? I, now I can't think of what uh, it is. I think so it was my Encino. point is lost. Oh, no. Encino, yeah. whatever. I, I should know what town it was. Right, anyway. Um, like we, 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 re- the Roman empire, we remember Caesar was the last one. See? So like the Atlanta Braves, they could live for all of time. Right. There of were course. a lot of saviors in, uh, in biblical times, but then Jesus is the last one. Like, you know, like he gets to be the last one. Same thing. Same thing with the well, Atlanta there was Braves. No Moneyball sequel, the movie, right? The, the movie right. was great because that team ended on a great note and it worked out and everything. I mean, they didn't win the world, whatever, but, but you know, it, we didn't, care to see them come in fourth place the next year or the next three years. Right. So, uh, yeah, just end it there. But I, I I'm kidding, of course, because people need to gamble and they need to gamble on college <laughs> basketball. It's going on right now. College basketball championship season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers can place their first college hoops bet risk-free up to a thousand dollars. Take a chance at a same game parlay bet, jump into the action with live betting or bet with big promotions like Odds Boost. And when you win, FanDuel pays you your winnings in as little as two hours. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with extra points to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code extra points. Make the college basketball championships mean more on FanDuel Sportsbook. Check. Let's get right into our play of the day. Wait, how'd we do the other day? Oh, we lost, right? Oh, I won. I think you you I lost. lost. I lost. lost. Oh, you had a hockey, right? They were up one. You couldn't get the empty netter, right? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that's why it's and by the way, we've talked about it before, and I'll say it again. That's why hockey is so much fun with the uh, with the goal and a half spread, because a lot of games. I don't have the percentage of it, but it does feel like you'll find yourself watching the entire game. And with about two minutes to go, they'll pull the goalie yeah. and oh, hit the empty net. I'm going to be a winner here or not. And so it didn't go our way. Uh, then, well, here's but- the thing. Far, far be it for me to throw darts at spaghetti. But I think on minus three the other day, he took a goal and a half, which to me is, and I don't want to say pointless, but you're really not getting good bang for your buck there because you're getting... You have to, on most cases, you give minus money, right? For getting a goal and a half, You're, you you have to lay wood. And also you could be tied with 40 seconds left and lose that bet. You could have kicked that bet's ass for most of the two and a half hours you're watching. And I guess you could say that for anything, but like, you know how it goes. If team goes up one with 40 seconds left, they have a, I don't want to say 50, 50 shot of winning the game by two, but pretty damn good. Right. So I would, I would yeah. I like laying the one and a half. I don't like taking the one and a half. I don't even know. I hear now, you on now, that. Now, now tell me I was wrong. Now, now you're going to tell me the Rangers no. lost in overtime spaghetti. I forgot. Right. No, I just wrote in the chat. I got, I, they got blown out. You are, oh, you're right. Did. All right. So they, it didn't they matter. lost the wild. Yeah, exactly. But so then, so then it didn't really matter, but, uh, all right. But for my play of the day, I'm taking the, my hammy, the, my, no, not my hammy. 
It's just Miami. The Hurricanes over BC, laying eight. This is college basketball. Boston College at a game Tuesday morning. Check, they beat up on your Pitt Panthers. And then yesterday, they take Wake Forest to overtime. You have to think they're a little tired. They're exhausted, this team. Miami has the advantage at the guard position. I've been watching them. That's where BC's looked good the last two games. Canes handled them last week. They won by 11. Miami 5-0 and against the spread in the last five against teams with losing records. I know Earl Grant's done a nice job with this BC team, uh, but it comes to an end. That's a 2.30 Pacific start, so get in on that uh, while you can. Miami, the Hurricanes, 74-60, lay the eight over BC. What's your play of the day, Shaq? Boy, what a night in sports, by the way. I mean, this, this really is glorious yeah. stuff with all the, the QBs Great. moving around pro football and March Madness and, and all of that. And uh, Canes and Avs, potential Stanley Cup final preview going on there. I'm not going to pick that one for you. Another one, an ought for Stanley Cup final redo. The Lightning are playing the Flames. I want to give you the, I gave out the Flames on the money line at minus 114. One last shot with you, Flames. Don't let me down again on home ice. You got to take care of this. <laughs> this is your team. It's, I know it is. And, but tonight I am looking <laughs> at, I'm circling because we, you know, it's, it, it's just too good. The melodrama of the Ben Simmons list. Yeah. That's at the Sixers. And I have talked myself into the Nets and the Sixers understanding the inherent pressure of not losing this game is going to be too much. And they're going to lose this game. I say plus four and a half, um, the Nets on the road, because if they win this one, mm-hmm. what a gut punch it is to the Sixers. <laughs> this is without Ben Simmons. If they don't handle them now, it really sets up to for psychological, um, uh, for a lack of confidence going into the postseason, assuming that they're tracking to play each other at some point in, in right. the Eastern side of the bracket. Right. What if you, what if you lose this game and you're the Sixers and, and, and Ben Simmons isn't even out there to try and take away, um, uh, you know, uh, James Harden. It's, it, it's um, fascinating stuff. And I, I asked Hench on minus three, I ask you now, mm-hmm. is this going to be the greatest booing in the history of sports? Oh, uh, Ben Simmons, although he's not going to, he's not going to get introduced. He's not going to get introduced, but he's going to be on the bench in street clothes. So they show him on the jumbotron or something. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Greatest booing in the history of sports. I just wonder, I wonder if the Sixers fans will feel like, well, we don't want to, we, you know, we don't want to hurt his feelings. So let's not boo too loud. I think probably when you you get beat up by that six-year-old, I think that's, that'll, that'll, (laughs) surpass it but yes for now i could see that they're gonna boo the six-year-old like you beat yes. up america's sweetheart dave damashek not cool exactly exactly six-year-old you know it's funny they have uh like you said he's not playing but they have uh not fandle doesn't but you can bet somewhere i will say the interaction his first interaction with joel Embiid, if there is one will be a fist pump will be a chest pump will be a hug Will they ignore each other? You could bet all this. Oh, what a great world we live in that you could bet something like that. So you're taking, so your pick is the Nets on the road plus four and I'm a half. Plus four and a half. That okay. is my official pick of the day, just for fun sake. That I know Marty Weiss wouldn't like it. Just we're doing a bet out of just purely for fun sake. But right. it's what I want to see happen because I think it enhances the storylines as we track ever closer to the playoffs. All right. We might both win. Cause I like the Sixers over 119 and a half points. They've since he's come back. I mean, he sat that game hard in last Saturday, but 133, 125, 123, 125, 121. I know 
uh, the defensive efficiency for the Nets is better than most teams, but uh, they have not gone. I mean, I guess that in one game they were close to going under 119 and a half, but I'm riding this train as long as it's going there over 119 and a half for the Sixers. Let's go 120. And by the way, 118. I, 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 we'll both be happy I, there. I love yeah. that bet. And I just think that Katie and Kyrie are two chip on the shoulder guys who know, who, who know exactly what Ben Simmons is going through, right. you know, in this transition and he's a villain and all that. I think they want to, uh, you know, in a nice way as human beings, they want to welcome their new pal to the club and they want to show him we got your back. See, That's friend? true. There you go. That'll be fun. Shaq minus three. You have another episode. You had you you just keep just keep pumping them out. Yeah, we uh, we started the week with uh, with Chad Ryder, who is a Wisconsinite, and he mm-hmm. when he was speaking to us had just gotten back from the combine and was reacting to the vibe of Wisconsinites and the news of Rogers and and Russell Wilson and uh, who the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to draft or getting free agency is always a hot topic. Go listen to that, and then uh, Hench. Spaghetti mm-hmm. and I just wrapped up a gangbusters minus three with uh Hench had thoughts on things. So no. listen to that. Yeah, he Still? did. You know, yeah, <laughs> a lot of thoughts. Baseball, he thought, basketball, he football. He doesn't he seem to run out. Wow. <laughs> all right. So minus three, you got against all odds coming back up. Uh, tomorrow we'll go over some of these semifinal games and the conference tournaments really heating up now. It's fun. A week from today, Shaq will be, we'll have, I mean, I'm looking at a, a screen with four games right now. We'll have the same thing go in a week from today, except uh, the elimination will be mean they're done for the season, uh, a lot of these teams. So that's fun. Uh, like I said, against the odds, making fun of sports was good. Boy, the, 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 the Megans came up with a great idea. I don't know if you saw this. I did. But so the, the Ivy League quarter, now I forget where he was from. Was he from, where was that quarterback from? That was cleaning trash on the on the sideline of the- uh, Brown, the, right? Was he from Brown? Yeah. Um Got a lot of, you know, maybe not going to get drafted anytime soon, probably. Or what the hell do I know? Maybe, well, some team will take a chance in six. But he got a lot of press for cleaning up. And they want to put together some program, which kind of grooms these players to do go the extra mile to walk the old lady across the street and get a photo op. And then they think that will raise their draft stock. And uh, how could it hurt, right? I think this is a really good idea. So Malik Willis did too. And see, right. we're such a cynical society that immediately people say, did he know the cameras were there though? Right. And <laughs> both guys. And it's, it's kind of true and sad, but yes, I supported uh, the Megan's idea. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Let's do it. I think we should do all, all manner of that. The uh, America endorsement competition, yeah. the decathlon, as far as that goes, who can, you know, work the remote the best, the answer, Dave Damashek, that's who, but I mean, there are any number of competitions. Right. We can right, indulge. right. Well, around the house. I don't know if that gets you drafted any t- any faster. If you could work, work the remote, if you could switch off Tom and if we don't Tommy have baseball, we're gonna be, we're gonna we need <laughs> new sports. Sal, we gotta invent some new sports, man. <laughs> Babyface, what are you saying when LeBron went back to Cleveland? Oh, just uh, some of the biggest boos. LeBron back to Cleveland or anywhere Gary Bettman goes or anytime the New York Jets draft someone. Oh, the Jets draft is great. Yeah, that's a good that's one. True. Yeah, that's a good one. That's true. Yeah, for sure. All right, there you go. Maybe we'll put that up to a poll. Um, what's the biggest? Who should be booed the most? Uh, which event? This is interesting with the Ben Simmons. We're looking forward to tonight. Uh, so that'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. Uh, reminder out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 